fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Of course it is. Welcome into it. What a day we've had, man. We got so much to cram in today. It's not even funny. So much to do, so much to talk about. Let's have some fun doing it at the same time. Welcome into it. What's up? Great to have you along for the ride today on a post-Monday celebration. Trying to cram all that in on this program, of course, the way we do each and every day. Let's carpe diem all over this place. What do you say? This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations and TV and live streaming and podcasting. However you watch or listen to the show, it's always wonderful to have you with us. You're a millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show lined up, obviously. Bottom of the hour, we have Tim Rivers. He is uh, the author of his latest book, The American Gulag Chronicles, Part 1, Letters from Prison as he talks about January Sixers that are still in jail after the January 6th, the mostly peaceful protest that went on a few years ago. We'll chat with him and uh, his relation to what he's seeing in the in society and other places as well. So we'll have Tim Rivers on at the bottom of the hour. We'll get an update from what's going on with the Trump court cases right now, both with his real estate issues and with the trying to overthrow election shenanigans, whatever else is going on. That's not sticking in the in the polls continue to show that with the increase in support with Donald Trump and the Democrats absolutely losing their minds, man. They don't know what else to do. You would think. What's the definition of insanity again? Trying to do the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's uh, not really the case. Uh, I mean, that is the case right now, the insanity that's going on with the Democrats because they haven't tried any other style. They're just, well, let's just go back to the whole case of Donald Trump uh, being racist and fascist and Nazi and and evil like that. So we'll get to all that here in just a little bit. I hate this. This is why I like some of these web browsers, man, because they just run these ads ad nauseum. you got to stop some of this garbage. Anyways, welcome into the program. Uh, so <laughs> before we get started, because today's a wild day, and today's actually a very good day, because sometimes you need a reminder that the loud minority that's in society, sometimes while they yell and scream and hoot and holler and the media covers them, and we usually talk about them in talk radio and the, and the news covers them and talks about them, we give them a bigger presence than what they actually are. And sometimes it's good as a reminder that they're in a vast minority and that what they stand for and some of the lunacy they try to push is actually such a fringe minority that a lot of even Democrats aren't trying to promote this, or at least I hope not. Now, sometimes they are, and then they have to change their tone, which is what I think we're starting to see today. But I'm starting to realize what's making sense in society is that we're not allowed to have unity in society. And I'll talk about that on what I mean in just a moment. But first, I I have to start with this. This is the best story I think I've seen in a long time. What's trending today? (laughs) This is hilarious. I Sometimes I also want to see more emotion in Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? I mean, I I really want to see more emotion i want to see the politicians emotionally connected to what they're talking about i don't want it to be just another platform for them to get up and get on their soapbox and mention something for a couple of minutes and then try and use that on the campaign trail i want them to truly be passionate about what they believe in 
truly be passionate about what they believe in. And that apparently almost happened in a committee hearing in the Senate earlier where Bernie Sanders had to break up a potential physical altercation between a U.S. senator and who they were testifying with. As according to Fox News, uh, U.S. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who is from the state of Oklahoma and a former MMA fighter, apparently almost got into a fight with the Teamster president, Sean O'Brien, during a Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee hearing after reading a tweet where O'Brien had called him out and had said, anytime, any place to actually have a physical altercation. Now, again, for those that don't know what the Teamster is, he's the president of the Teamsters unit, meaning that he is a very left-wing liberal uh, socialist who wants everybody through collective bargaining and how dare that you actually be a self-made individual and you don't use the unions to actually excel yourself in society. They were interviewing this guy, this thug, and read the tweet out loud. Hilarious. Let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this hearing, the last time <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. I uh, appreciate your demeanor today. It's quite different. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one, two, three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, it said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. All right. So, again, just put this into context. This is the Teamster president that's tweeting out about this U.S. senator who is a senator from Oklahoma and a former uh, MMA fighter about being self-made and how dare you and and making these uh, attacks on him on the Tweety. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Big oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Sorry. solution every poll? <laughs> no, no, sit down. No, you're a clown. Sit down. Okay. You know, okay, you're okay. a United States senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem. it. Hold it. Oh, I love it. So the senator ended up standing up and started to walk towards the individual. Hilarious. Now, that was Bernie Sanders, who was the uh, chair of that committee and had to calm everything down. You know, again, while I don't condone violence at all, I am glad that people actually show a little bit of emotion and are emotionally tied to some of these issues. Now, this one obviously is just a personal uh, beef between these two. And you can see how uh, Sean O'Brien, or whatever the hell his name is, the Teamster president, is a mafia type of mobster because he's a Teamster. That's what he does. And he tries to say that anybody that is self-made and succeeds outside of labor unions are unsuccessful and how they were just a bunch of cheats and so on and so forth. So screw that guy anyways. He's a, he's a wackadoodle anyways. Nonetheless, I'm glad that there is some emotion in politics. And again, while I don't condone violence, I find it hilarious that they're willing to actually do that because sometimes you have to bully the bully. Sometimes you have to call out the bully for being what they are. And a teamster is nothing more than an absolute bully. So well done. Well done. I like that. I think that's hilarious. I, I'll never forget the videos that we saw, uh, if you remember, in China, where they literally get these massive physical altercations on their congressional floor. I'll never forget the video of some uh, some guy just railing at another guy with a phone, like a landline phone, just hitting him with it in the congressional halls. Not that I condone violence, 
but thank you for being passionate about your issues because sometimes more than just an angry speech on the congressional floor is needed in a situation. And uh, well done. Way to call out the bully. Bully, I love that one. All right, let's get into what's trending, shall we? The big story of the day. What's trending today? And again, as I teased off with the program, I am enheartened. I am swelling with pride. I am absolutely feeling so much better about some of the ongoing situations across the nation that we have to remind ourselves that sometimes the minority, the, the ones that scream really, 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 really loud to do really stupid things are not the majority of society. And in fact, it's such a small minority of society that they're essentially irrelevant. According to the latest polls regarding the ongoing conflict between uh, Israel and Hamas, the polls show right now that two-thirds at least of the American population support Israel, support Benjamin Netanyahu, and the ongoing conflict to eliminate the terrorist organization that is Hamas. And the reason is, uh, for multiple reasons, number one, we have an ally that is Israel. Number two, we don't like anti-Semitism. Being anti-Semitic is really, really bad, and we're not going to stand for something like that. And Israel is the only Jewish nation in the world outside of the large Jewish population here in the United States. It's very prideful as well. But it's really the only, quote-unquote, Jewish nation. Not to say they're all Jews in Israel, because that's not the case at all. There's a lot of Christians. There's a lot of Muslims. There's a lot of whatever. There's It's a melting pot, like the United States. It's one of the other great nations there. Uh, but we stand with our ally. We stand with the Jewish population, and we stand against anti-Semitism, and we stand against a terrorist organization who has called for the death of America, the death of Jews, and the death of Israel, because that's bad. And people that have that radicalized view of the world need to go away. And most times you can't unradicalize someone unless they're open to conversing, but that's the whole point of radicalism is that you've got them to put their blinders on so much that they don't listen to reason and therefore they're going to shut down anybody that goes against their will and usually attacks them, usually tries to kill them, or at least tries to abuse them in some way, shape, or form. Progressives, the radical progressive movement in the United States is really that same type of party. That unless you agree with us, then you are a Donald Trump radical, Nazi, fascist, communist, go down the line, terrorist. You're a domestic terrorist. That's what Joe Biden has literally called the MAGA group here in America. But it's good and encouraging to see that in the polls that near two-thirds of Americans actually support the nation of Israel. And it was really a telltale sign today with the ongoing, and I think it's still ongoing right now, with the pro-Israel rally going on in Washington, D.C. right now, where from what I've heard, near 100,000 people at least have shown up for this in very large numbers, and it's kind of awesome to watch. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, because a light bulb came on as I was watching this rally. I don't know if you're aware or not, but just a couple hours ago, there were a couple really big speakers that spoke at the pro-Israel rally. And it was a joint speech between Republican Speaker of the House Mike Johnson, the Democrat Senate leader Chuck Schumer, along with the minority leader in the House, Hakeem Jeffries, on the Democrat side, and Joni Ernst, the Republican on the Senate side, representing the Republicans, because Mitch McConnell can't get up there and actually do his speech. So she was the senator for the Republicans representing the Republicans on the Senate side. But a Republican and a Democrat from both the House and the Senate, the major leaders in their parties, showed up together to support Israel. And a light bulb clicked on when I saw this. Because first off, I got really scared. I never in my lifetime thought that I would ever agree with something that Chuck Schumer would actually say. But obviously being Jewish and being from New York, this is a very emotional and passionate thing for him. And he was out there rocking the stage. We are here united. 
Democrat and Republican, House and Senate, to say we stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. We stand. We stand. We stand. We stand. We stand. Now, my friends, there are no words for the horror that happened one month ago in Israel. The most Jews killed in a single day since the Holocaust. It brings back much darker days. And let us not forget history. History shows that when the world ignored anti-Semitism in the last century, it led to the worst catastrophe in human history. Six million Jews murdered in the Holocaust. Let us not forget history. History shows that Israel was almost destroyed in 1967 and in 1973. We cannot, we cannot, we must not let that happen again. All right, that was Chuck Schumer at the Israeli uh, protest going on in Washington, D.C. earlier today. What does that mean for the Democrats? And for once in a very long time and a very rare sight to see in Washington, D.C., we saw unity between Republicans and Democrats on this issue. When a lot of Democrats are not for this issue, what are they doing? And is this a rebranding of the Democrat Party or an attempted rebranding? We'll do that when we come this back. Is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm Yisroel Chai. I'm Yisroel Chai. I'm Yisroel Chai. I'm Yisroel Chai. The people Israel here in America and in Israel, the Jewish people will live forever. That was Chuck Schumer earlier today at the pro-Israel rally going on in Washington, D.C. As I was watching this rally, I was noticing two things. Two things came to mind here that I think are very important that we need to be realizing and recognizing as the world is torn, obviously, because there's always weird division. But as we look at the polls and we see two-thirds of Americans overall support Benjamin Netanyahu and the Israeli nation, the vast majority do not support a ceasefire until Hamas is eliminated. But at the same time, while we see two-thirds of Americans supporting Israel, we also see the poll showing that half of Democrats are against Israel and are pro uh, supporting Palestine which the vast majority of them, I'm guessing, are probably the younger generation, the ones that are out there on college campuses and in the streets of New York. Uh, but we found there's two things that I think we need to take away from this. Number one is we found unity. We found something that we can unify on for the vast majority of Americans. There's always going to be the outliers and always going to be the rabble-rousers, always the ones that are trying to just cause the issues and ruffle the feathers. And right now, those are the radicals on the progressive Democrat side. But we found something that we can unify on in a 95% passion, I would like to say, on Republicans and Democrats as a whole, that anti-Semitism is bad, that hating against the Jewish community is bad, 
and that wanting to eliminate the Jewish state of Israel is a bad thing, and allowing terrorists who despise America to win is not a good thing. The vast majority of Americans can agree on that, even on the Democrat side for obvious reasons. The second point that I took away from this, watching this rally and watching Chuck Schumer speak, watching Mike Johnson speak, watching Hakeem Jeffries speak on the Democrat side as well, as that Democrats going into an election season, as we talked about yesterday, with the crumbling of their agenda, the tossing away of the Bidenomics campaign, trying to show how the economy is doing well, uh, concern that Joe Biden is too old and too feeble and too cognitively not there to lead the nation, that they have a rebranding crisis on their hands right now. And that rebranding crisis needs to stand for something. And it needs to stand for Israel and an ally. And that's what they're trying to do. And while some of the most radical progressive Democrats are out there trying to talk about how they support Israel, they're trying to do it at the same time where half of the Democrat Party doesn't want them to do that. So now they're trying to, again, rebrand their party by doing something bold and trying to win back over a crowd that is part of their demographic. The vast majority of the Jewish community, at least in New York, are very progressive Democrats. And they felt left out when the Democrats have been racking up the news right now of saying that they support pro-Palestine and from the river to the sea and all these other stupid chants that they make. The Jewish population, they're already starting to lose the Hispanic vote. They're already starting to lose the black vote. Now they're starting to lose the Jewish vote because they feel left out. And they haven't been protected. And the media is not reporting on some of the anti-Semitism going on. I mean, heck, Chuck Schumer even talked about that during the speech and said, you know, the reason you're not seeing anti-Semitism is because the algorithms and social media won't allow it. I, I mean, wait, what? What are we talking about here? Do we, did he literally just admit that the progressive left-wing liberal-run social media out there is hiding the anti-Semitism in the world and in the United States? Dude. Dude. Again, another reason why we can come to a unified position together on this in supporting Israel and the Democrats are trying desperately to win back over the Jewish community because this is not looking good on them at all. Hamas brutally attacked Israel on October 7th because Hamas wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. So let me be clear. We will never let that happen. You know, the Democrats have yet to say radical Islamic terrorism, but they are finally, finally beginning to acknowledge anti-Semitism going on in the nation. That was Hakeem Jeffries with Chuck Schumer standing alongside Mike Johnson. I'm sure that hurt them to have to do that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason Meets Radio. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. There are few issues in Washington that could so easily bring together leaders of both parties in both chambers, but the survival of the state of Israel and her people unites us together and it unites all Americans. All Americans. That's Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House at the pro-Israel rally going on in Washington, D.C. That was a little bit ago. The unity between Republicans and Democrats showing up. The Democrats maybe for a couple alternative meetings as well. Obviously, they're trying to have, solve an identity crisis right now of being anti-Semitic. 
because the media is not running all the anti-Semitism stories going on in the nation right now. The low, loud, vocal, outspoken ones that are supporting Hamas for whatever reason are even within their own party. I am told this is a garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that crowd. They're the ones that are actually advocating for that. So the Democrats are trying to show that where they actually stand, and it was good to see whether whatever the alternative motives were, it doesn't change the fact that we saw some unity today between the radicals on the left with Hakeem Jeffries and Chuck Schumer standing alongside Mike Johnson and supporting the uh, supporting Israel, supporting the Jewish community, and saying that they will never allow Hamas to win and exposing some of the anti-Semitism going on in the nation. They still have not said the words radical Islamic terrorism. But at the same time, they're at least acknowledging anti-Semitism. So that's good news. And the, every time that there's an opportunity for the world to unite and to actually find some common ground and to move forward, that's when the powers at bay, the evil forces in the world, however you want to look at it, uh, end up trying to disrupt that, which is why we're seeing such a loud, vocal, vast minority, not the majority, but the vast minority, cause an absolute fit. The polls show two-thirds of Americans actually support Israel and over half the Democrat Party says they support them. But then there is about a 40 percent Democrat role of saying that they support Palestine and want the ending of Israel as well, which is hence why we're seeing the identity crisis on the Democrat side. We'll get to back uh, to some of that here in just a little bit, though. Let's shift gears and get to some other big news going on. What's trending today with our next guest? Really happy to have him on the program. I believe for the first time on the show, really excited to have him on as we shift gears to the court cases to Donald Trump and what he's dealing with. And I don't know if you're aware or not, but there are still individuals in jail from the January 6th, what we like to call on the program, the mostly peaceful protests, which is the term that the media coined for Antifa and the Black Lives Matter and the Chad zone or Chaz zones or whatever the hell they want to, uh, the autonomous zones they tried to do a couple of years ago. But January Sixers, they're the evil domestic terrorists, which is what Joe Biden has called us in the nation. And after all this time, there are still some sitting in jail, not even having their time in court, not having official charges drawn to them. And it, we still have to remember them and bring that to the forefront and show that our court system and our judicial system has failed us miserably. So to talk about some of that and so much more, happy to have on. He's the author of the book, The American Gulag Chronicles. His part one is out, Letters from Prison. Part two with pre-sales went on sale today, actually, that you can go check it out as well. Mr. Tim Rivers on the line with us. Tim, how are you, my friend? Hi, Andy. Thank you. I'm doing great. Yeah, Appreciate it, you having us on today. Yeah, it's good uh, to have you on here. What a story to hear about how so many are still in jail, how they haven't had time in court, how their due process has completely gone to the wayside. Sim, what the heck's going on here? Well, it, it's even worse than that, Andy. It's still going on. They're still arresting people. every Almost every week, they're, they're rounding up people who were just walking around on the Capitol grounds and didn't go in the building, didn't do anything, had no altercations with the police officers, and still the FBI is rounding them up and arresting them in all these horrific methodologies that you've heard about as if they're ISIS or somebody. Um, it's, 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 it's not over. It's still going on. They've announced they, they have over almost 1200 people arrested. And I want to point out that Donald Trump, uh, was indicted J six defendant 1,106. Yeah. Are you believing that, that, that we indicted a former president of the United States? <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's hard to comprehend, but the letters that these guys write back to their supporters through the Patriot mail project. And I really urge everybody to do that. 
If you want something really simple to do that will make a difference in somebody's life who's suffering for the cause of America, you can go to PatriotMailProject.com. Find a prisoner from your state. Uh, find it, you know, find somebody with your same last name. Write to them. Tell them who you are. Tell them about your life. It, it keeps the lifeline between them and America open. Yeah. Um, and it's how I got sucked. I, I want to say sucked into it because that's how it felt. It was like this this vacuum that I just had to respond to when I got my very first letter back from a 22-year Green Beret hero, three Bronze Stars, a veteran of Fallujah places that you don't, I don't really want to go, um, and then worked for as a contractor protecting politicians and stupid people when they got into really bad places, working for agencies that you and I don't really want to use their letters. Um, and this was an American hero, and he's rotting in prison in Fort Worth right now, almost three years without trial. We're hoping he will finally get a chance at trial in December of this year. Wow. And, and these are the things you learn through these letters these men are trying to tell America a message, not only about the truth of January 6th, but about what's being done to them and what that means for the rest of us. They're sitting in the D.C. Gulag, Andy, but you and I are living in Gulag 2.0, brother. Yeah, it's a scary thought. It's it's unimaginable to see the stories and hear these stories about what they've done with their life and why they're in jail now. Uh, Tim, why are we seeing the ongoing continued arrests even today? I mean, obviously, they're, they're trying to bring down Donald Trump, which is the ultimate goal, because they don't want him to be president again in 2024. But why go after everybody so many years later? Are they still trying to just, quote, make an example out of supporters of Donald Trump and scare us? What are they doing here? Yeah, I think there's two reasons for it. The first thing is, you know how it says when you tell a lie, it always leads to another lie and another lie until you forget where your lies are? Yeah. That's what's happened here. Um, you're looking at a history of three years of lies, and they're coming unraveled so rapidly with all of the videos finally beginning to come out. Um, you guys, if you really want to see some stuff that will blow your socks off, go to StopHate.com. Look at their documentaries that they've made from all the parlor videos and cell phone videos and now the released videos. And let the let the the you know pictures worth a thousand words, right, Andy? You and I can talk all day long, but if you see it with your own eyes, then that seems to be evidence uh, for most people. And that's that's what's happening through these letters, um, through this information that's coming out. The lies are unraveling badly, you know, and and not just on J six, but across the entire spectrum of this administration. The corruption, the the selling of. of both, you know, your your influence as well as your family's influence and, you know, making things up, using the FBI as your own personal tool for retribution. These are things that cannot be tolerated in a free country that has the kind of basic tenets that America was founded on. And, and that's why people call me Furious Tim, because it just makes me so mad um, to see at this time of my life, to see my country being uh, ripped apart. It's not falling apart. It's being ripped apart. Right. Um, and, and we should all be not only we should all be furious, Tim, furious, Andy's furious, you know, furious, Dana, furious, Diane. Why aren't you mad, America? Um, why aren't you getting involved in this? You know, write a patriot, skip the Starbucks and, and contribute to the Christmas project at PatriotMailProject.com, where we're trying to take care of these families and these children of these defendants. Be an angel to somebody. Don't just sit behind your keyboard and radio. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, do you think, I've always told and I was always uh, raised by the idea that the truth always comes out in the end, no matter how many lies that you try to pile on top of each other, that the truth will always come out in the end. And Tim, with so much video, with so much footage, with so much stuff coming out, 
uh, slowly but surely, even though they're trying to suppress it, it's going to come out eventually. It's all going to be out there. Do you think that this will rectify the situation and that we will see these individuals get out, or is this going to be uh, an ongoing battle for a while? I, I think we're, those of us who are in the legal side of the fight believe that, that we're never going to win in a D.C. court in a primary, uh, primary trial. The, the hit rate is over 96%. So we're looking at most everybody is focused on getting the evidence into the court record for their appeals where most of this stuff will be overturned. I want to just refer you back historically, those of you who have not, um, not read uh, Sidney Powell's book that's called uh, License to Lie. She tells you this is the game plan. It was used at Arthur Anderson. It was used on Enron. It was used on the Bundys. Um, it's being used on ab abortion activists. It's being used on election deniers. It's a methodology for turning that double-edged sword that justice holds in her hand into a single-edged weapon that only cuts the way they want it. Mm. Um, and, and that should very that should concern us. It, it's um, I don't want to say it's a conspiracy, but it seems to be certainly a plan to fundamentally change this country into something that the founding fathers would never have agreed to and that most of us who believe in America's core values should never agree to either. Yeah. Uh, and that's the clarion call that brought me into this fight out of retirement. It, it, I meet these heroes every day, not only the J6ers, but just ordinary people who have just responded to this call and gotten into this, this front line of resistance to try and help America understand what's happening, not only to these people, but to them. You, you don't even realize that we are in a Gulag 2.0. Your cell phone tracks you as good as a DOJ ankle bracelet. Your <laughs> Google tells everybody where you went, what you did, what you ate, and how you went to for any day now. It's going to be all about what you went to the bathroom. This is ridiculous amounts of of over control that, that Orwell is rolling in his grave and going, I nailed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so, you're <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right on that one. I, it's funny because I laugh when we talk about banning certain social media sites because of tracking and collecting data. They already have this data. This data is already there. Like you said, I mean, with your smart car, your smart, you know, your smartphone and your smart refrigerator telling you that you're out of potatoes. I mean, they're uh, they're watching everything you're doing already as well. Tim, we got to take a break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? You betcha. Awesome. I love this conversation. It is Tim Rivers, author of the book, The American Gulag Chronicles. You can find part one already. You can find part two with the presale going on today. With information, you can go to the website at j6patriotnews.com, j6patriotnews.com, and go check out the website with everything going on there. You can see the video. You can see the audio. You can see the books. And we continue to fight this one. The question is... Is our judicial system broken to allow something like this to happen and to let it linger for this long, knowing they can't charge them with a whole lot but wanting to make an, make an example out of them? And what can we do about that? We'll do that when we come back here right here on The Voice Reason for a post-Monday celebration. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into it. By the way, programming note for you real quick that if you're watching the video feed, my apologies, my computer felt like freezing up and doing a Windows update on me. So the last segment's not going to be on video. Terribly sorry about that. You can listen to the podcast, which you can find on any of your favorite podcasting sites at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 
Subscribe to it. We've been killing it with the numbers. Thank you so much for people all over the place. We are, we've hit our 50 states all over as we have six radio stations and more coming on. Multiple downloads for the podcast, plus the live streams we usually have every day as well. Always love you to death. As we talk about January 6th, the ongoing attack on the Trump individuals, the MAGA crowd, the domestic terrorists, from what Joe Biden has told us. Uh, according to ABC News, the ongoing court cases continue in Georgia with trying to overturn the election of 2020, which is what they're trying to prove that Donald Trump knew about and continued to move on with whatever he did, uh, according to them. They say that they're trying to turn one of Donald Trump's former attorneys against him to say that he knew that he had lost the election, but yet made the comment that he planned to stay in the White House, which is apparently their proof positive that he was going to uh, stage a coup, essentially, and just ignore the election and continue on. That's not the case, and that lawyer either doesn't know what they're talking about or they uh, have led some misinformation, or that's not going to happen. They've already tried to bring a new, numerous different individuals to the stand to testify in that way, even after writing books about saying that. And then they completely cowered and turned around and said, yeah, that actually wasn't the case when they were sworn in under oath. So uh, the case against Donald Trump continues to crumble left and right. Uh, Tim, I mean, eventually, like I said, the truth is going to come out at the end. Eventually, we're going to recognize that this is nothing more than a radicalized and militarized uh, judicial system and political party that wanted to destroy their political opponent for whatever reason, right? I mean, being the outsider or being the one that didn't go along with the money or the special interest, whatever the case is, they want him gone and they will do whatever it takes to destroy him. And that's what it seems like, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think the, all of this is all about get Trump. Uh, it, it just boils down. That's a primary motive in all of these court cases and um, and and trying to tie these groups who were there basically for protective services for the speakers of the five different rallies that were permitted on Capitol grounds that day and whose, whose cancellations were never delivered to the actual rally event organizers or workers. So how does anybody know their rally has been canceled or anything? People showed up there attempting to speak and they had personnel there to protect them because of the Antifa BLM stuff that all of us have seen on TV. These people are violent. People have been shot, they've been stabbed, they've been beaten. And um, and so these guys were there in, in kind of protective garb in order to provide protection for the speakers. And they've used that to try and create a narrative that it was a planned insurrection, that these guys came all dressed up, uh, oh, you know, planning to overthrow the government. <laughs> Folks, let me give you a little hint. If you decide you would like to join an insurrection and overthrow the government and you march on the White House or the Capitol, Please bring more than a flag and a hat. <laughs> yeah, if it, if that was the case, it wasn't very well planned out, was it? No, and it was not the case. You guys, again, you know, I keep I interview all these guys. I interview the Proud Boys. I play for you the planning video that the state uses as evidence that they were insurrectionists and and conspiracists. And if you listen to these videos and you listen, you're going to go, "What? Yeah. That's nothing like what is the reality of this." And and that's why these interviews are so important. And I'll tell you right now, the BOP is trying to shut us down. They're penalizing guys for talking to us on the telephone. They're, uh, they're cutting off their phones and their mail for doing live shows with us. They do not want this information to reach the American public. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why these books are so important, because uh, these guys, you think we're being censored in shadow ban. You got no idea. 
Um, and so these folks really are being silenced, and many of them still have all of their rights intact. They are not convicted of anything. They are pretrial defendants, and yet they're being treated uh, worse than the folks at, in Gitmo. In fact, um, last year, all of the defendants who are being held in the D.C. Gulag signed a petition asking to be moved to Gitmo, yeah. where they could have better living conditions and food. Wow. It's unbelievable. Like you said, they're still in pre-trial defense mode, and yet they're sitting in jail with no rights, not being able to do a whole lot. It's unbelievable. We're wasting taxpayer money to hold someone where they haven't even been convicted or charged even officially with something yet, which is a very scary system if that's the way we're going to run our courts across this nation. It is J6PatriotNews.com. Go and check it out. Tim Rivers, The American Gulag Chronicles. Part one is out. Part two is coming out soon. Make sure to get it pre-ordered as well. Tim, thank you for what you're doing, my friend. Keep up this fight. we got to get you back on and get another update soon, my friend. Hey, man, and everybody, uh, remember, you can do something. Don't do nothing. Ooh, I like it. Don't do nothing. We can always do something to partake and try and change the system and correct course. I love it, Tim. We'll get you back on again real soon. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.